The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray, In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is March 17, 2015. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. I'm your host, Gary Ray, and joining me today as co-host, we have Jim Klug. Jim served for 19 months in Vietnam and is a Purple Heart recipient. He now holds the position of National Historian for the Military Order of the Purple Heart. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary. It's always a pleasure to join you. All right. Well, did you hear what the news this morning about uh, uh, the charity event that's going on? No, tell me. <laughs> it's a boxing match. It's uh, Hollyfield and, and, and Mitt Romney. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, any bets? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh, that's unbelievable. That's, yeah. for, uh, that's for, I think it's going to be $250,000 a ticket. But, oh, my gosh. Yeah, who knows. But anyway, Jim, you have something to tell us about Ed Friedman. Well, uh, Gary, yes. Uh, You know, this nation's uh, foundation is built upon the heroes such as Ed Freeman. Ed Freeman was uh, one of the primary uh, Huey helicopter uh, pilots in uh, Battle of X-Ray over in the Ladrang Valley in the central highlands of Vietnam. And he passed away last Wednesday. And uh, for us that have been there with the boots on the ground like Russ and like you, Gary, our hearts are saddened when we lose anybody so prominent in our nation's history as he is. And uh, I think we uh, owe that caliber of patriot an unbelievable amount of uh, praise. And, uh, and it's, a, it's a loss to us all. It saddens my heart. Oh, yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone. Uh, Jim or, or uh, Russ, are you wearing green? Are you wearing <laughs> yeah. green? Who's wearing green? Anybody? <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. I'm I'm green with envy. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, just a quick note. We want to mention the newest American Heroes Breakfast Club, located at the Eagles Nest in Northern Colorado, is having their first meeting today. Welcome to the network, guys. We also have an American Heroes Breakfast Club in Orange City, Florida, at the Red Roof Cafe, and another at Punky's in Medford, Oregon. A special welcome to the network for all three breakfast clubs. Today's guest is a friend of yours, Jim. Uh, His name is Russ McBride. He actually is the president for the Southern Oregon Veterans Benefit. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Russ. All right. Now, you were born in, it's pronounced Cosbay? Cosbay. (laughs) All right. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, it's what a small. It's a small town on the Oregon coast. Um, uh, a lot of people, can, you know, they when they pronounce it, I, I, they they pronounce it either Coos Bay or Goose Bay. You know, sometimes, and and uh, it's actually just Coos Bay. It's two words, and it was a small town with about I think at the time, and and it was about five thousand people in that location. So uh, it's grown a little bit since then. But uh, yeah, I was born and raised up here on the coast. So. But it, it it's a small area. It's it's really nice. A lot of people go there for uh, so. But yeah, it's nice. It is. It's it's real scenic. And Russ, hey, listen, tell us. So we're in a beautiful, idyllic uh, environment right there on the uh, Southern Oregon coast. What happened after graduation? What did you do after you graduated from high school? And <laughs> well, after after high school, I um, I. Just did did a little bit of work around the area. I worked for my dad for a while. Um, he had a uh, a business uh, hand dug wells. We used to dig wells by hand, 
Jeez. And uh, I did that for a while with him, and, and up on the coast, we didn't have to go any more than like 40, 50 feet to find water, and so we dig we dug our wells by hand, and and it was quite a process. And then uh, after that, I went into uh, I decided to go into the military, and I joined the Marine Corps in uh, nineteen sixty six. Uh, March, and then uh, uh, from there on, it just took off, and I was in there for about uh, three and a half years. Russ, wow. you, you dug these wells by hand? Weren't there shovels back then? Or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. yeah, we dug them by hand. There was like, uh, the, you know, the whole size was only like 36-inch or 42-inch size, and we get down there, and we dug them by hand. we dig down to 40, 50, 60, 70 feet just for water, wow. yeah. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> well, now you Russ, were, uh, oh, excuse me. Go ahead, Russ. I was just going to mention about being uh, four years in the military. Um, yeah. you, what, what, what made you sign up? Well, you know, at the time when, um, when I went in, you know, the Vietnam War was just really starting to take off. And most of the guys that when we graduated, when they graduated and everything, everybody was starting to join the service, going in and being drafted. And I said, you know, I, I, I said I thought to myself, I might as well go in and get it over with. So um, I went ahead and joined and uh, told my folks that I was heading out and going to go in the Marine Corps. And they kind of looked at me like, well, you are? <laughs> and so uh, I said, yep. I said, I'm leaving. So it's going to be gone for a while. So, But anyway, we did. And uh um, I just decided it was time to go and get it over with. Uh, well, you know, Russ, uh, we're in the same timeline, age and everything else. And I remember with my, uh, you know, my draft number uh, ticking down, I was in my, starting my third year of uh, college at, uh, at uh, Cal State Fullerton. And um, it was a tough thing. And uh, I, too, looked at the different branches and tried to decide what to do. And I thought, well, maybe I get my... Uh, my uh, degree and then do something maybe with a uh, officer's uh, position type of stuff. But how did you pick the Marines? What was the uh, connection there? Was your dad in the Marines or how did that happen? No, actually you're not. My dad, my dad was never actually in the military. Um, he couldn't go in because he, when he was a younger kid, he was, uh, he actually cut a couple of fingers off that uh, one of them was his trigger finger, but it didn't wow. seem to bother him for like going out hunting, but uh, they wouldn't take him in because of that. And uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I just uh, I didn't care for the Navy because I hate going out in the ocean getting sick. And so, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been out in the ocean, you know, charter fishing and stuff, and I just I was just never one to be out in the ocean and getting sick all the time. So, um, and in the Army, I thought, nah, I didn't want to go in the Army and the Air Force, and and they just said, you know, you just you know, there's certain, if you had glasses, they wouldn't take you in the Air Force or something like that. And I thought, okay, so I just went ahead and picked the Marine Corps and went in and. Thought well, okay, that'll that'll take care of it. So I just went ahead and did that. And Russ, what did you do over in Nam? Well, my f- first tour um, after boot camp, um, we were actually uh, first thing we were actually sent to North Carolina for uh, more training. And then uh, the same day we ended up in North Carolina, the same day they changed your orders to go back to California because we were heading over to Vietnam, and so. My first tour in Nam, I was uh, actually, um, we landed in Chulai, and then they just kind of picked everybody out and said, well, you're going here and you're going there, and they picked myself and one other person, and they said, you two are going to the MPs, and we thought, okay, great. And uh, so we were actually military police for the first couple, for the first tour over there um, in Chulai, and we spent two months in Chulai, two or three months in Chulai doing that as military police walking up down the streets, keeping the guys out of the villages and stuff. But uh, eventually we were sent to Da Nang, and they flew us up to Da Nang, and I worked in a uh, Vietnamese prison camp, interrogation wow. camp. And then they had, wow. uh, they had like four North Vietnamese Navy personnel that we were guarding, and then the rest of the time they'd bring in Vietnamese that they suspected Viet Cong, and, and so we were guards for that along with the American prison cat that was next door. <clears throat> Amazing. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, go ahead. A lot, of pe- a lot of people didn't know anything about that. It was kind of like a hush-hush thing. So. Yeah. yeah. Now, you, did, you also worked for the work, uh, WorkSource Oregon Employment Department. Tell us about that. Uh, well, my, uh, 
my background was mainly, you know, I mean, I I worked in a lot of um, odd jobs. You know, I worked in the mills. I worked in uh, doing all kinds of stuff. You know, and I got terminated out about two or three mills, and and uh, and that's because they closed down. And um, you know, it's just over the years um, of working in the mills and stuff, and they finally closed them down. And I worked part, you know, odd jobs and stuff, and just you know, minimum wage things. And then I finally moved down um, from the coast to uh, Medford, Oregon, and, and uh, ended up coming down here and worked in tire shops for a while, and then I decided it was time for me to get out of that because my injury that I had from Vietnam, it just wouldn't allow me to work, walk on a lot of concrete and stuff. So I went back to school and got my degree in uh, social and human services, and I was actually, uh, a few months later, was actually hired by the... Oregon State Employment Office, and I worked there until I retired as a veterans representative, uh, helping veterans with education problems, and uh, you know, find them uh, resources to for benefits and things like that, and uh, you know, just whatever whatever they needed, we try to work with. Well, you know, and Russ, that's where you and I met. Even though I was carrying a uh, contractor's license for the state of Oregon, there were times when you couldn't buy a job. And uh, and just like you indicated, Russ, there was tough times. There were a few jobs and a lot of people looking for them, and it was tough. And so I, I walked in one day, and there's Russ sitting there, Gary, and I uh, said, well, I understand there's a veterans rep here that can help us with work. And so that's when Russ and I looked at each other and said, wow, how about that? <laughs> both, from, both from the jungles of Nam, and so here we are working. And Russ... Uh, I saw something in Russ that uh, is not totally unique, but certainly was in my case at that point in time of my uh, work history, that Russ's uh, dedication to helping veterans, all veterans, and uh, when he looked at me and said, Jim, I'll see what I can do, he says, let's keep touch, and, and there were a lot of jobs that Russ set me out on, and I can't honestly tell you, I remember nailing a job down, but I can tell you this. Russ was always there to comfort and aid and to bring us, uh, you know, anything that all that came by his desk and give us the advantage of the veterans' advantage. And, Russ, I appreciated that. I really do. Well, you know, it was kind of a, you know, it was a different time at that time. And, and like you said, you know, the job market was kind of, you know, it was hard to find him work. And a lot of the jobs were taken and nobody was leaving jobs. And it was kind of hard to find uh, places yeah. to send you, you know, and, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, but you know, we, we did find a few things, and and you eventually managed to find something and and go to work. And yeah. um, but at least we were there to you know to kind of guide you and and uh, give you some ideas and stuff what you can do. So that's basically what we're there for to help out. Well, yeah. Jim, and, Jim and Russ, didn't you have jobs when you left, when you were drafted or joined? I I did. Yeah, I yeah. actually I did, and I know probably yeah. Russ. What did you? Did you have? When you were drafted? Well, no, you enlisted, Russ. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I enlisted. I had a, I, you know, I, like I said, I was working for my dad, and I, you know, and I said, you know, I just, this wasn't going to cut it. I mean, digging wells by hand for the next 20 years was not my thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. right. So well, I, I'd like to touch on that when we come back, but right now um, we have a break coming up. Okay. okay. Today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. Also, check out our local partners page to see the local businesses that support our veteran community. Just be sure to support them back. I'm Gary Ray, along with Jim and our guest, Russ. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. 
by providing a unique blend of information and advocacy. We are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, uh, Russ McBride actually from the Southern Oregon Veterans Benefit. And before we went on break, I was mentioning about, uh, you know, uh, did you have a job beforehand? And uh, back then, uh, when I got back, I know that I was guaranteed my job right back again, the same job I had. Uh, Of course, I didn't stay there that long. (laughs) (laughs) It was a bummer job. But, uh, you know, again, it was a job that was guaranteed when I came back, and I guess that was a government uh, requirement, which was uh, kind of cool. Okay. So, say, Russ, uh, as, as we follow that same thinking, uh, you're with the Southern Oregon work, uh, you know, work for, uh, uh, Workforce uh, at the Employment Department. How did you, you left that, and uh, you then ventured into a more, uh, well, let's just call it a newer, newer uh, passion. Tell us about that passion. Well, all the years that we worked at the, that I worked at the employment office, you know, it, it, working with the veterans and, you know, all these veterans and everything, you know, would, you kind of build up a passion to, to help these guys because, and these gals, because it's, you know, you hear so many stories from them, you, you listen to them and, and they're, they're in distress, they're, they're frustrated, they're angered. Um, you know, you you go through this with them. I mean, because you hear their story and this story, their story kind of affects you in a sense too. And in some sense, I was in that position. You know, I was out there and I didn't have a job or something, and and I will, you know, struggled trying to make things meet because I got laid off or things like that. So working with these veterans all these years just helped me to uh, better myself in being uh, available to uh, help these veterans. And so it just kind of carried on. And uh, in 1996, there was a um, program that started uh, up on the coast in Coos Bay by two veterans. And it was called the Southern Oregon Veterans Benefit. And the reason they started it was because veterans were not able to get some of the resources they needed to either continue working or going to school. And so... Things like, you know, things they needed like clothing, they needed like some tools, or they needed books, or they needed, you know, uh, something that would benefit them to keep them working or keep them going to school, and, and they didn't have these things, and the government didn't provide them. Um, even though they were given some money for certain for certain parts of the school or, or go to work, but um, we ran into all kinds of issues on this. And so this program was started in 1996, and um, in about two years before I retired, which was in 2008 or I, I or or so, I decided uh, I was going to become president of the, the organization because one of the guys, a couple of the guys, decided it was time to quit. So I took it over, and after that, um, I became the president of the organization, and I've kept this organization going ever since I retired in '10. So it, and right now it's it's getting really really kind of getting stronger and stronger all the time. So and, and more and busier as well. So I'm a pretty busy person right now at this point, even though I'm retired. <laughs> Isn't that a fact? Say, Russ, give us the uh, give us the address for that on the internet, so that uh, those that are listening can get right on that and find it. Also, definitely. You bet. It is S O V is in Victor, B is in Bravo. dot org. 
and just go to that website and uh, uh, you can read about how our about us on the website and uh, there's some other information and there's a lot of things that we're doing to um, help our vets and everything in this in this area. It's a good website, Russ, and uh, Gary and I have talked about it. It's a great website, and it's a tribute to your dedication and your uh, and your focus for helping veterans. It's totally. Definitely, yeah. And uh, the other thing, too, is that my second tour in Vietnam was during Tet. I was, when I was in Tet, um, uh, it was, you know, I spent like over eight months in, in, during Tet, and uh, um, it was, there was things that happened there that even made me more dedicated to help our vets because, you know, <clears throat> losing some of your friends and everything over there, you know, you just have a passion just all of a sudden just to say, hey, I'm going to help these guys, you know. And uh, they lost a lot and gone through a lot. And so it's my my thing to be able to come up and say, hey, you know, I'm here for your support. If you need me, I'm right here. So. And most, mostly the Southern Oregon Veterans Benefit is actually providing education and employment barriers. To, and, uh, but uh, we are doing a lot of other things as well with this program. All right. Does, uh, does the organization uh, help find vets a place to live? <laughs> they just happen to know one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. In fact, I in fact I built my my wife a little garden shed, and I think I'm going to end up living out there if she if I don't do my work around here. Is that the doghouse? <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you don't want to be in the doghouse. Yeah, right? yeah, really. <laughs> but uh, you know, um, the organization, you know, is is really strong, and and you know we. We have a lot of connections with other organizations, so if somebody is homeless or something like that, I have a lot of other connections with the resources in this area to uh, help provide assistance through uh, families that um, that need a place to live and a place to stay. So we we are connected with quite a few of the resources in the, in the state of Oregon, and actually outside of the Oregon state, Oregon state of Oregon too, so... Say, say, Russ. One thing that we uh, talk about a lot on our station here is that uh, is that the twenty two uh, suicides a day are uh, it's it's absolutely shocking. And uh, last week we were talking about it, uh, the entire program. What's your belief? Why is that? Why is that number so high? First question, and then tag together uh, another uh, guess on your behalf um, because of your your dedicated direction towards helping veterans. How can that be eliminated? What's what's it going to take to bring that number down? Well, you know, with all the deaths that are going on, especially, you know, even the newer vets that are coming back from Iraq, Afghan, a lot of it is is that when they get out of the military, they are not told about a lot of resources that are available to them. And, and, and even though they, they the military say, hey, we gave them everything we could, they need to go out and find work, this and that. A lot of these people, they're coming back. It could be a lot of things. It could be their family problems. It could be issues with the family. Um, it can be, you know, they what getting divorced. It could be, you know, just a number of things when they get out. And and so they get depressed. They're frustrated. They're not finding work. Mm-hmm. It, it's harder today to, in a sense, it's actually harder today to go out and find work, especially if you don't have these skills. And and even though, you know, some of these guys can go to school and everything, they'll get frustrated because nobody's helping them in school. They get, they'll quit, and they'll end up going out and start drinking and get more frustrated. It's just a lot of number of things that can actually make a, a veteran uh, just go out and, and just pull the plug. And yeah. so... It, it, it is a, there's a lot of things that happen out there for these guys. And we need to have the government step up more to help help control this, this issue because they may say they're, they're helping, but it, it's not enough. There's not enough resources really helping these guys. To have that many deaths a day, is, it's not enough. We need more. So. Yeah, the true indicator is that we're not, you know, the fact of the matter is the results are saying it's not working. And, and whatever they're not, whatever they are doing or not doing, it's showing that it isn't, uh, it isn't the solution. So. Well, that's just it. I mean, it's not working. I mean, if it was working, we wouldn't have this many going, happening every day. 
And so the resources, you know, we every person can only do so much. Right. Counseling is one of the things that a lot of these vets need to have. As soon as they get back from vent, from you know, as you know, Jim, when we got back from Nam, we didn't have the counseling. No, we, we, we were, were on our to, own. You know, yeah, we were told to shut up and get on. Shut with up life and get out. And, uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, and, now, yeah, nowadays yeah. they have that resources, but they're not using it enough to help these vets when they get out. They don't taking uh, and sending them to counseling for three or four months to make sure that they're going to be okay. And we're still getting, you know, like like the Veterans Center up here in, in Grass Pass, um, you know, those guys are busy every day. And uh, But a lot of these guys, they, they're coming in on their own to come in and get some help because they finally decided they, they need some help. But there's so many out there that are not doing that. Nobody's out there saying, hey, you know, come on, I want you to go with me. And let's go get some help, you know, and, and get you straightened up and see if we can help you get squared away and go back to work and get you some clothes and this and that or whatever, but there's just not enough from the government that is really doing uh, to help these guys get back on their feet. And it, it's basically up to us to do that, and that's what's happening. So, that's right. You know, we had a radio program, um, and it uh, told about the entrepreneur boot camp for veterans. Um, I can't just go look through the, through the archives, and you'll find it, uh, but they offer free they actually will do everything. They'll give you the room and board. They'll give you the books. They'll, uh, you know, the college, college is free, and they teach you to start your own business. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it's a very, I don't know if you ever heard of them, but uh, uh, it's a pretty wild uh, organization, and they really, really uh, uh, get these small businesses out there and train them very, very well. Right. Some, yeah, I agree. I agree on that, and and that's what they need. That's exactly mm-hmm. what they need. They need somebody there to, to get them going, and, and because you know, as you know, when you get out of the military, a lot of these guys don't have their their skills. and maybe be a, a rifleman or something like that, or they spent their time as a grunt or something on the ground, and they don't feel there's um, a resource out there that can help them change into a different different program, a different kind of skill, and so you know, they get out and. And the other thing, too, is that when you get back from the military, the first thing you want to do is go out and party. You don't want to do anything <laughs> for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go party first, age. and I'll talk about employment later. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, Russ, ever since you came on the air, uh, you've been smiling. Tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of put that down, didn't I? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people say, "How do you how do you have such a good attitude?" I said, "Well, I don't know. I I guess I just work on it. I don't know." Thank you, partly because my family background too. You know, we had a you know even though back in the days, you know, when when mom and dad were were around, and and of course mom's still with us, but uh, uh, dad always would. You know, he he was always talking to people, laughing and joking with them and everything, and I guess I kind of picked it up from him. <laughs> so it just kind of uh, come yeah. down, just flo- floated downhill and hit me. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I do a lot of smiling and laughing a lot. But, you know, I kind of have to because if it wasn't for that, I could sit here and probably go into depression and everything and, and probably end up doing like some of these other guys do. But you know, it's a matter of... Being around people and being around people that are friendly, having fun and enjoying themselves, and it's just, you know, and making life, you know, kind of fun to live, to live in, and and so it's just. Uh, Jim knows me as you know. I'm always laughing and having a good time, joking around or something. So. Yep, always a smile on your face, Russ. <laughs> yeah, right. even though it's not, even though it's kind of tough, I always figure there's something worse than what I'm doing. So. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. You know, there are a lot of great things starting to happen at the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. There's giveaways, there's contests, there's coupons. And the best way to stay updated is to get on our list. On your phone, text the word HERO, that's H-E-R-O, to 80464. Text the word HERO, H-E-R-O, to 80464. I'm Gary Ray, along with Jim and our guest, Russ. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel. And we'll be right back.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. I got to start using a pick. My fingers are getting sore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Bruce McBride from Southern Oregon Veterans Benefits. And, Jim, you had a question. Well, you know what, uh, Gary, we've been, uh, I've been watching and be, been able to witness uh, a, a renewed uh, excitement in uh, Russ's face and in his actions. And every time I see Russ, uh, he's doing something very special. And, uh, Russ, I'm going to let you tell us exactly what that is. Yeah, great. Hey, just, just before we go there, I just got to let you know that, you know, I, t- I think I found Gary a job because you said his skills are getting <laughs> <laughs> or something back here. So, so Quit picking think, on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going back to my little routine that I did when I worked at the employment office. So, <laughs> Gary, we got you covered. <laughs> All right. No problem. <laughs> anyway, well, you know, here's the thing is what I've been doing here in the last Oh, gosh, let's see, the last few months, actually since July of last year, I came across uh, an organization that um, actually used to deliver the Vietnam Memorial Traveling Wall to different areas. And and so um, when I found out about what they're doing now, they um, we, we were able to get a hold of them and uh, talk to them about um, they build a. They're building uh, a replica of the Vietnam Memorial Traveling Wall, not the one in Washington D.C. It's the one that they bring around to different areas. And so, uh, when I found out about it uh, from a friend of mine, I jumped on board and talked to him about it. And uh, we are now in the process of actually uh, going to have one of these replicas of the Vietnam Memorial Traveling Wall here in the state of Oregon. It'll be the first one on the West Coast, as far as I know. I don't. I know they have one in um, that was built in Eden, Oklahoma, and one in Texas. But now we'll be the first one on the West Coast to have this. And it's a 360-foot wall, 8 feet high in the center, and it'll have all 58,300 uh, names of the Vietnam casualties on that wall. And so we're excited about being able to put this together and get it out here. And uh, so we're we're working on that as as we speak. So, but yeah, uh, outstanding, so, Russ. Uh, the size of that isn't that uh, isn't it uh, an eighty percent of the uh, original one in D.C. No, it's actually the 80% of the traveling wall, and that's what we want to oh. let everybody know, that the one in Washington, oh. D.C., I think, is like 480 feet long, I believe. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so the, yeah. One, that, the one that they travel, I think it's 400 and something. I, I'm not sure what size it is, but they, they have four different sizes, and they go from 
uh, 60%, 50%, and 30%. And we chose the 80% size. And you can actually go on our website and read about it on there. It's on our website at uh, sobb.org, at Southern Oregon Veterans Benefit. And uh, you can read about it on there and see some of the pictures that we have on there as well and what it's going to kind of look like. And we are actually um, going to be bringing it in hopefully by the end of this year, or by actually November 11th. And um, the other thing is that Central Point here in Jackson County has approved us to have it at what we call the Don Jones Park, where they have a memorial already. And it's now going to be placed in that area. And they're excited about having it over there, including the mayor of Central Point and everybody. So we're we're really gearing up on this and making it making it really uh, work for everybody here in the in the West. Same size as the one in Oklahoma. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. That's the same size as the one in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. That's what it looked like. Yeah. You know, I've got to say that the uh, Don Jones Park in uh, Central Point, Oregon. Tremendous uh, location right next to Interstate Highway 5, one of the major uh, arteries that uh, feeds all the way through California up from uh, Mexico all the way up into Canada. And it's within probably uh, two miles off the freeway, and there's already a sign up there for the uh, Fallen Heroes War Memorial, which is also uh, a, a great tribute. But, Russ, I believe with all my heart that any memorial for any segment of our nation's uh, most proudest uh, heroes, uh, those veterans that have served this nation, is a tribute to all veterans. And what I mean by that specifically is it could be for, this will pay tribute to the W-2 Korea, Iraq, Iraq, Afghanistan veterans, even though it's specifically for the Vietnam vets. But by recognizing those veterans, any veterans, all will benefit. And I'm proud of what you're doing, Russ. Well, I thank you on that. And, you know, you're right about that. And the other thing is that, you know, being at the World War II and the Korean, and the Korean War Memorial, you know, we were, we were back in those days, you know, people didn't think about having them placed out here in this area or anywhere else. It was just, you know, Washington, D.C., and that's where everything is. Well, this is our chance now that we're going to have this memorial out here permanently in the West now. And the majority of the people are not able to, uh, especially veterans, are not able to travel to Washington, D.C. to pay the respects of the fallen soldiers or their friends or buddies on that wall. And this is our way of saying, hey, here's, what we, here's, a, here's a solution to that issue. And so this is what we're doing. is We're going to have that wall here, and everybody, it doesn't matter where you live, even if you live on the East Coast or live overseas or whatever, and you come out and you visit, you're going to have the chance to go visit that wall any time, any day of the week. And it's going to be there for everyone. And it does represent everybody, you know, and it, all, all heirs, wars. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's going to be a heck of a uh, memorial to have in this valley. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> so. Now, you also, um, uh, the walkways. Tell us about the walkways that you're going to have along with the wall. Yeah, the walkways, what we're going to be doing is that, <clears throat> you know, we're going to have the wall stationed there. Mm-hmm. Home Depot has uh, stepped up and said, hey, we want to be part of this. And so what they're going to be doing is that we're going to be having it designed that you're going to be walking, excuse me, on, on bricks and stuff laid out in front of the wall. We're going to have recessed lighting at the base of the wall. Uh, and then we're going to have, you know, walkways of all the bricks, of the whole length of the wall. And uh, there's going to be a walkway all the way around the wall. You can walk around it. This park is also for, um, there's part of the park is going to use for the kids, the water slide and stuff. And they play and the families go there to see. And, and uh, so it's going to be right there close to that uh, that area where the kids are playing and stuff. But um, it's going to be for everybody that can see that, but they'll have walkways, they have bricks there, it's going to have uh, flowers, plants, trees. Um, it's The wall itself, just to let you know, I have a company out of Roseburg, Oregon, that is actually going to build uh, out of marble a mural for the whole backside of the wall. So when you walk around the park on the sidewalk there, when you walk around the park, they're going to see the back of the wall as well and have this big mural of this whole Vietnam era. Wow. And then we're going to have all the names in the front, 
which be facing actually towards the Don Jones Memorial uh, over there, and uh, so it's going to be all set up for that. And we have a we have an architect that's working on it right now that's going to be helping us put it all together. So, and the other part of it is that we have bricks that we're going to be selling a um, hundred dollars to one hundred twenty-five dollars at a person could buy a brick and have their name or have their uh, sibling's name or whoever or their spouse or whatever that they may have they may be deceased on that brick and it's going to be placed in the park. The bricks will not be in the ground; there will be actually another wall. So, um, so it's going to be incredible when we get this all done. Wow. It's going to sort of be the first of a kind, huh? It'd be the first of the kind of that kind, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with that mural on the back. I mean, that's, it's going to be incredible when we get that all set up, and so it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And who said you you, uh, you mentioned a, what was it? You said uh, uh, Home Depot. Yeah, Home Depot. <clears throat> I talked to him about it, and uh, they're connected with all the other uh, regional Home Depots in the area, and they're going to actually. Uh, provide us uh, all the materials and everything that we'll need to put this together, and uh, it, it, most of the materials and everything. And it's still going to cost us some funds to uh, do some other work and everything, construction and everything else. But and there's a lot of people that are donating their time, donating their equipment. And but Home Depot has really stepped up. And this is this is anything from fifty thousand to possibly up to hundred thousand dollars that we'll be able to get supplies and stuff and put this together. And uh, um, that's one of the things they said they w- they would like to do, and so we're just, you know, once we get this all stationed, that um, the wall's going to be in that one spot, and then we have to go to Home Depot and we get the funding uh, together because um, it's going to take six to four to six months to build the wall, and then they have to ship it out here, and it's built out of I believe Texas, and uh, it's it the name of the company is American Veterans Traveling Tribute. And you can look them up on uh, on the internet, and you can see and read about them. But um, you know, so we're once we get this all station everything, and then we go to Home Depot, and then they're going to put in us put us in for a, a like they give us like a credit card or something to to go with you know so that whenever we need materials, we just use the credit card and, and pay for the materials. How are the How are the names etched in? They're all engraved. Now, this this material is it's not like the one in Washington D.C. It's not a not a marble. Uh-huh. It's called, it's an anodized aluminum, and so they're all etched in, I believe, by either a laser or something that they use, and uh, when they build the wall, because that's why it takes like four to six months to do it. So it's all etched in, and uh, it will be to the point that anybody can go up there and take a piece of paper and rub across it with a pencil and get that name on on that paper. And so it'd be just like doing that in Washington D.C. And the other part of it is that um, we're going to have a computerized system now. And in Washington D.C., they have a catalog that you go through the names to find a name on the wall. Well, this is now computerized, and so we're going to have a building built, and we're going to make it like a kind of like a museum out of it. But the computer system is going to be inside, so that people can walk in, look up a name, go to that panel on the wall and find the person they're looking for just by using the computer system. So it's going to be incredible. Wow. Yeah, it is. It's going to be something else. It's going to put uh, Central Point more so on the map like anything I've ever never seen before. I'm, we're proud of it. Oh, yeah. Right. It's, this is, this is, in, this is going to be a, a, a monument yeah. that, that's going to be really well-known after a while. So. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And for anybody that's listening that um, uh, thought that was me on the guitar, it wasn't. Actually, <laughs> it, was, it was Brad Zare. We want to thank Brad Zare for our intro and our, and our break music. Be sure to check him out. Brad Zare, the name is spelled S-A-Y-R-E dot com. And uh, you'll be surprised and amazed who this young man is. Anyway... Uh, again, if, if I could save you money, would you be interested? Check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. If you own a business and are interested in saving money on your merchant account services, give Josh a call at First Class Merchant Services at 407-401-0772. That's 407-401-0772. I'm Gary Ray along with Jim and our guest, Russ. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Russ McBride, President for the Southern Oregon Veterans Benefit. Now, uh, Russ, what percentage, I know everybody wants to know answers on this. What percentage of the funds are actually used to help the veterans? Well, after I take out my share, actually, and then I head to Florida or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> then, we, then we work See? on that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh... Don't get me wrong, people. <laughs> you know, That's why he's got the smile on his face. There's <laughs> <laughs> that smile again. <laughs> no. You know, what it is is that, you know, the percentage um, <clears throat> that comes in for the when we talk about donations for the wall, 100% of that percentage goes to the wall. It all goes to the wall. The other thing is that our organization has raffles and events and stuff, and the funds that we raise, we, we help veterans with those funds. And so this, for the wall, we are now in the process of raising funds for that. And all that, and all that money will actually go to the wall, 100% of it. We're all volunteers. We don't get paid for this. This is all volunteer stuff. And um, so everything that we comes in is strictly goes to the wall and it helps us get this thing in. We need, it's 300000 for the wall and about 500000 altogether to get the construction and everything else that we need to have done. So um, Oklahoma spent probably a million dollars because they had to do more than what we're going to have to do because we got a park that's already going to be there and it's already pretty much... Uh, going to be designed. It won't take as much. We don't have to worry about parking, but they had to, and so it cost them more money. So, anyway, this is um, the percentage. Like I said, is all going to the wall, and we appreciate anybody that is interested that would like to help us raise these funds. You know, five, ten dollars, twenty dollars, whatever you can afford, even a dollar, fifty cents doesn't matter. We'll take any 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 amount. And they can send that to uh, Southern Oregon Veterans Benefit at 1031, or P.O. Box 1031, yeah, no, excuse me, P.O. Box 1013, um, Medford, Oregon, 97501. I darn near forgot where I was at. <laughs> Russ, I think you need a merchant account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jim, sure help me, Josh. man. <laughs> he's very, he's very uh, uh, veteran-orientated. I mean, very. He, he helps out a lot. I'll tell you, he's our number one man. Okay. Check him out because he does national. Okay? Yeah. So, that's great. Now, was the park existing already, or is this something that's already it's going to be built all at once? No, the parking is already existing because they got the playground there. This, the, when they built the Don Jones Memorial Park, they already had parking and everything. The only thing we're going to have to do is there's a couple of places over there we're going to have to that, that the city said that we could take and, and modify to have more parking. 
And for when we have events and stuff, the, um, the what they could do is actually they could bust people in because the fairgrounds is just just down the road, just a, a couple hundred, three, four hundred yards, and they could park people and and they could either walk or they could bring them over to the park for events like on Memorial Day or Veterans Day or you know Independence Day or whenever they have events, and so it's. And it's good. The first, the first couple of events, I think, are going to be pretty well packed. I mean, we're looking probably any three to four thousand, five thousand people or so, because I know a lot of people already want to come and see it, and it's going to get real busy. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Russ, how how far are you from Medford? Um, actually, I live about twenty six miles from Medford. Uh, Jim, is he there for breakfast? Well, we're going to get Russ there. You know, Russ Russ indicated, and here's the here's the obvious. Russ has got so many fires burning at different places. I don't know, Russ. Have you ever been to the Southern Oregon Veterans uh, Breakfast over there at Punky's? You know, you know, the funny thing is that you know, I work one day a week at the golf course. Yes, (laughs) because I play a lot of golf. But I work one day a week, and and it's on Wednesday, the day they have breakfast there at Funkies, and and I don't get away, and and because I have to be there like six in the morning, and and so I don't get to have breakfast, so I kind of miss out on that. But I think if Jim said he was buying, I probably could make it real quick. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know what? Just this last week, we were talking about it, and uh, Ron Cole was talking about it. And we said exactly what we're talking about right now. The I said to everybody, I said, "How are we going to get involved? How can we have a piece of this pie and be part of the uh, activities?" And so, I'll tell you what: our breakfast group is already all over it. Was that a pun? A piece of the pie? A piece of the pie? Chunky's <laughs> pie. There you go. Good one. <laughs> yeah, it's just banana. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, but no, it's well, true, and and you know, if you want to be a piece of the pie or whatever, be part of this project, you know, like I said, you know, anything you do, you know, any donations or anything that you make can actually be part of this, and, and your donation is going to help us make it happen, and, and so, you know, that was just one, the address was just one way of donating, you can also donate on uh, PayPal on our website, uh, you know, uh, you could contact me if you need to. Send me an email. Give me a call. I'd be glad to talk to you and give you more details. You can read about us. Um, it's all there. And uh, if you need more information, let me know. I'd be glad to help you. Uh, go to russm21 at hotmail.com. It's on the website. And give me a, send me an email. I'm just going to ask for that email address. All right. And again, what's the website? It's uh, S O D is in Victor, B is in Bravo dot org, O R G. How long? How long is it going to take for the completion of this? This is going to take for the wall to be built. You figure forty six months to have the wall built, but the completion of the property, you got to figure it's probably going to take a month, or maybe more. You know, to get it all done and get it set up and everything, you get everything the organ, you know, all the ground. Uh, you know, construction and everything like that. And what we're going to do is that the wall comes with uh, brackets that fit in the back and hold the wall up. Well, we're not going to do that. We're going to build a 360-foot retaining wall and attach those panels to the retaining wall. And uh, that's how it's going to be constructed for us. I think that's what they did in Oklahoma as well, too. Wow, that's great. That's great. So... What else is going to be necessary? Um, they can they can mail you a donation. They can um, uh, put it through PayPal. Um, any other way? I mean, if they're local. Uh, they're local. You know, they can always contact me. I'm and I'm always down. And, you know, <laughs> I got I got so many things going on. You know, I got this this raffle going on right now for uh, what they at Sports and Warehouse. I'm, I'm you know they can stop by. We got a bucket. We got a container down there. We have a container at Applebee's. They could put money in at Applebee's, and they could do it at uh, you know just any, anywhere on that. And uh, we only have a, a container at Willie's Boats, and they're a big right. supporter of us. So and. Uh, you know, I don't know. Do I got time to mention one more thing? Uh, sure. Go ahead. One thing. One thing we're doing too is that we're having a big military appreciation golf tournament starting May twenty third, 
And uh, we're, this is huge for us because we have, we have military vehicles out there. We have the Corvette Club bringing their cars out. We have the Young Marines doing color guard, a lady doing the national anthem. And we have hundreds of prizes to give away and a big golf tournament. And anybody that's listening that wants to play golf, get a hold of me. We'd be glad to have them out here and play. So Gary, right. get your, well, we, get your... now we only, now we only have a couple minutes left. Okay, Russ, it was a pleasure having you on today's show. No, I appreciate that. And what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Well, in closing, just you know, support us, help us make this happen. Um, we're we're so excited, and also one other thing, we have uh, a three different, four different kinds of uh, categories that people could pay. You know, like a hundred thousand dollars. Somebody, if they give us a hundred thousand dollars, they're going to have their name on a big slab of rock with, it, and it's going to be there permanently and everything. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of ways they can help us. So, just go online, read about it. Got any questions? Give me a call or write email me. I'd be glad to have talk to you. All right, all right, Jim, Russ. God bless your efforts. Thank you, my friend. All right. Thank you. Now, if you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on AmericanHeroesNetworkRadio.com. And yes, you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, the American Heroes Network Radio spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. I'm your host, Gary Ray, signing off. And thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America and the Variety Channel. And we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america variety channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit VoiceAmerica.com. the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network it's staff and management my name's ken and i am as general a contractor as you'll find i do kitchen remodeling additions plumbing painting ken does it all and i'm mandy the owner of the ups store in my neighborhood and mandy here does it all too she handles ken's packing and shipping because when you're remodeling a bathroom and a client changes their mind on a light fixture or a mirror mandy packs it up and ships it out she also helps ken promote his business like with these new brochures we printed new business cards and the flyers are great too in fact when i'm at a job and i'm expecting a delivery? I signed for it. I even let him know with a text or email. Since I got a mailbox at the UPS store. I have to say, as much as I love being on my own, I'm not alone. I've got Mandy here. To help with the heavy lifting? Well, figuratively speaking. To find a locally owned center near you, visit the UPSstore.com. We love small businesses. We love logistics. The UPS Store franchise locations are independently owned and operated. Services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary by location. See center for details. Credit stressed? Need credit repair? The Federal Credit and Business Police, the FTC, state they've never seen a legal credit repair clinic. If those so-called credit repair and debt negotiator illegals are not smart enough to get legal, what makes them smart enough to solve your credit problems? Hi, I'm Bruce Danielson, founder of First Stone Credit Counseling, the one company that is U.S. Treasury approved and competent to do credit file restoration. 
We're not collectors in disguise or consumer ripoff artists. In fact, First Stone is a consumer advocate credit file restorer with a U.S. Treasury 501c3 nonprofit certification who has resolved thousands of credit problems over the last 18 plus years. First Stone can put you back on track to financial freedom, and you can start right now by calling First Stone at 972-235-1188. That's 972-235-1188. Or check the website, firststone.com. That's F-I-R-S-T-S-T-O-N-E dot com. This is Tim Austin, Senior Vice President of Kmart. Our company is working together with the March of Dimes through March for Babies to raise money and awareness about the serious problem of premature birth in the U.S. As a business leader, I know that babies born very sick or too soon cost businesses billions of dollars each year. That's why Kmart is committed to raising funds through our employees, customers, family, and friends to improve the health of moms and babies everywhere. Won't you please join us in March for Babies? Start a team today at marchforbabies.org. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversations.